The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And this is the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. The future of the Metrolink is apparently at risk due to submissions from state agencies like the DAA and the Office of Public Works. Uh, Transport Minister Eamon Ryan said he hopes that Metrolink would be operational by next year, or at least underway by next year. Joining me is Conor Faulkner, Transport Consultant, and uh, Martin Kenny, who is Sinn Féin Spokesperson on Communications uh, and Transport. Um, good morning to you both. Conor, let me start off with you. The opposition that has come in for this, what are the nature of the queries that are being raised? Well, you know, it is exasperating. Um, the, 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 the project applied for a railway order last September. Um, and so it, it, submissions have been invited. Now, it turns out that a number of submissions have been received from state agencies, uh, the DAA, for example, and the OPW. Um, and what are they complaining about? Well, you know, as I read it, they're arguing about details of stations, etc. And it seems to me, Anton, that they're sort of letting perfect be the enemy of good. All of these state agencies declare that they're in favour of the metro scheme, and yet they all then have details that they want to quibble and query. And the problem with that is it slows everything down. I mean, it has been state policy in Ireland to build a Dublin metro since 2006, Uh, We're going to be 20 years will have elapsed between us deciding to do it and the first shovel actually going into the ground. Now, that that is crazy and it is really inhibiting us as a country and our our slowness in delivering these projects. The city of Madrid, for example, decided they would build a metro in 1995. And over the course of 12 years, they built a fantastic, comprehensive metro system for their city. We made the same decision at the same time and did nothing. And it'll be 20 years uh, will have elapsed by the time we even start. So um, who do you blame for this? It it is just ludicrous that that our system collectively is so paralysed and so slow. Um, And and here is just the latest example of that with government agencies actually getting in the way of government objectives. And indeed, none of those government agencies are doing anything wrong. They are simply applying submissions from their own best interests to the system the way that we have it. But that system from the outside, at least, Martin Kenny, looks daft. Yeah, I mean, as Connor points out, you know, it's it's 20 years going on to get us this far. And, you know, that's the real question is how has it taken so long to get this far? A planning process, a planning process, people put in observations. Uh, sometimes those observations are very welcome because they might, you know, point to something that wasn't thought of or, or, or provided for. And, of course, you know, times have changed in those 20 years as well. Technology has moved on also. Uh, that said, uh, you know, it's, I think, uh, every aspect of this from its very concept to its delivery has been, you know, marred with with uh, delay after delay after delay, and to see the prospect of another delay, I think, is very disappointing, and certainly disappointing for people who bought houses out around Swords twenty years ago, expecting to have a metro going past them to bring them into Dublin within probably the next four to five years after that, and here we are twenty years later. So, if you're successful at the next election, how do you balance the need to give agencies, individuals, and companies the right to express their views and the likely impact upon them of new developments? How do you balance that with the capacity to actually get capital works done quickly? Well, I think the, the and that's, that's the point that I make that, you know, you have to have that. You have to have people's right for to be able to, you know, make submissions to be able to point out to things that, that they have concerns over. Deal with those effect- effectively and efficiently. But the delay here, the real delay, has been the 
previous delay, the delay up to now to get this far, to make the decision, as Connor said, in 2006 and nothing happened for 20 years. Almost, but to these matters, know. how do you change a cons- uh, consultation process, whether it be through onboard Pranala, whether it be with local authorities, whether it be through environmental impact studies, all of the things that are wrapped up in getting a large capital works project to actually happen? How do you foreshorten that process? Well, you shorten that process, I think, by running as many of those in parallel as possible rather than waiting for one to finish before the other starts. That's, but that's you leave the them all mandated. They must still so, all well, happen. There's, there's many of them that will still have to happen, uh, and we understand that. But as has been pointed out, everybody is in favour of this. This isn't something that there's there's big objections to. Everybody understands from an environmental perspective we need to get uh, a metro link for people to come into the country in the airport. You know, it's 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 preposterous that people arrive in uh, the airport in a capital city in a country and there's no train. Indeed. You know, and, but if, you're, if you become Minister for Transport you're going yes. to be talking to your department officials and you're going to be saying, look, we need to look at this planning process and make sure that this doesn't drag Absolutely. on the way that it drags on. Have you any solutions? We need, to, we, need to, we need to employ a contractor and start the work. That's what we need to do. Uh, in, in but you can't do that by dictat. You're still bound no, well, by the same well, system. Well, we're, we're, very, we're very near that. You know, we're very near a situation where we can get a contractor in place and where we can start that work. And I think we need to move to that as quickly as possible. Uh, I hope that these particular observations will not have a delay in effect. I hope that they will have, you know, the effect of possibly uh, maybe some improvements to be made or maybe some observations in regard to access, particular for people with disabilities or other things. But we know we need, we need to drive this forward and there needs to be an, a, a clear ambition for to deliver the metro for Dublin. Because it's not only the metro going out to the airport, you know, we, we need to look at it beyond that even and further around the city. Conor Falkland, you were speaking earlier about the comparison with us and with Madrid, both arriving at the same decision at the same time, but they now have trains arriving at stations and we're still arriving at our decision again. What did they do or what is different in their process that we could emulate? Uh, well, their process was faster, I, and I think Spain is one of those countries, and I don't claim great depth of expertise here, Anton, but I know that their planning laws were a great deal simpler, and, uh, you know, one could argue there's a democratic deficit there, because from the Franco era, citizens had, you know, relatively poor protections compared to the protections an Irish citizen would, uh, would enjoy, for example. Now, that meant when they, you know, built the Olympic preparations in Barcelona for the 1992 Olympics, they were able to clear out whole districts of the city, build marvellous new infrastructure, including stuff as far-sighted as underground rail lines for refuse collection, build a terrific new quarter of the city and move the citizens back in. Um, in, in Ireland, we have the protection of property that makes it very, very difficult to do that, which is for democratic reasons a very good thing. Um, but the conflict, I think, is where your democratic property rights actually cause harm by slowing everything down. Uh, We're so protective of property rights that um, it it frustrates us in our ability uh, to to think big and deliver big. We had similar arguments about the Port Tunnel when it was built. I mean, when the Port Tunnel opened 20 years ago, it cost 750 million quid. And everybody at the time complained about the expense of that and it was delayed and they couldn't drill overnight because householders needed all sorts of frustrating delay. But we built the damn thing and it has served the city enormously well. Had we done a similar project with Metro, as Martin says, at the same time, we would have it now. So, you know, the best time to do this was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And I think the overriding imperative has to be, look, be listened to, have your objections, make your observations, but none of this can slow the project down. I mean, perhaps we need 
you know, the, the old American expression from the 19th century of railroading something through, that comes from enabling laws that swept everything aside and forced the railroad through um, because of the benefits that it would bring. We, 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 have to, we have to build major infrastructure without tying ourselves in knots and engaging in 20-year debates before we get a shovel into the ground. Well, you're, you're crazy, tapping in... It really is inhibiting us. You're tapping in, um, Connor, into uh, a theme that's coming in by text, one of which representing it says, any major infrastructure project should be separate from the National Development Plan and signed off at all levels. Then no matter what happens in government, change in civil servants or anything along those lines, the project cannot be stopped. So what of that suggestion, Martin, that what you actually need to do is say we need a concurrent planning system yeah, whereby there are relatively small projects that are subject to the Board Penal and Local Authority and rail and procurement orders and all of that stuff, but that the really big important stuff gets railroaded. Yeah, well, I think, you know, th- this this argument, and I hear it all the time, that, uh, you know, it's our planning system is the problem. It is somewhat, but there's more problems than just our planning system. And uh, I, I think, you know, we have huge problems around procurement. We have huge problems around uh, getting government agencies to actually act to do things. They spend more time... Uh, generating reports, generating studies, making uh, all kinds of observations on them before they actually... But get, which they get, are required to do well, by they, the planning process. Not really, no, they're not really. For we, we, we often we often find, like, it was last, what was it, last September, October that this went, you know, for to, for to get planning. What was it doing for 20 years before that? You know, that, that, that's the issue. But here. you will have and public consultation issue. in every that area. That public consultation is going on now. But you have public consultation in every area that is likely to be impacted. You have environmental impact studies. Yeah. You have subsequent ground inspection and analysis yeah. based on what those environmental impact studies find. You have to take in the objections that come, whether they come from individuals or from state agencies. Yeah. You have reference from local authority, then back up to them. That's the system. How do you shorten that? As I say, you do as much of that as you can in parallel rather than one after the other and you, you, you drive it forward you railroad but it forward but huge amounts of those forward. by some definition those, have to be one after another so, well not not entirely no and, and some of them have statutory obligations that you have to fulfil in respect of them but very often when one statutory obligation is fulfilled it's a year or two before the next one is even commenced and that's the problem that we need to speed up the whole process we need to drive it forward as has been said particularly when we have infrastructure projects that has the support of everyone and we now have the money to build it and that's the difference that we had in the past for very often one of the reasons we didn't we delayed in having these things ready was because we knew that if or some agency somewhere knew that even if they had everything in place getting the funding was going to be an issue that isn't an issue now we have the funding particularly funding for once off infrastructure projects like this but is and it, we need to invest in is them. it your belief martin that the kind of of um desire to run aspects of planning concurrently can be done within the existing system or do you think it needs legislative changes to allow what you're describing to occur I think it can be done within the existing system with some small tweaks, very little. Such as? Such as, well, there's, there's, for instance, we have we have a, a process at the moment where you have to have environmental studies done, where you have to have uh, ground surveys done, where you have to have all of those done and have to report on them. Very often one has to wait for the second to happen. I think a lot of that can happen concurrently and can happen at the same time. And there's, there's no, there's no uh, statutory bar for that to take place. And as I say, really what, what has delayed even those things happening in the past is having the funding for to provide for them. Now we have that and we need to drive it forward. 
By the way, while we are talking about funding, we had the recent um, revelation from uh, the government about the sheer amount of cash that they have Mm -hmm. uh, at their disposal for paying. The CBI, the Central Bank of Ireland, has warned that going outside the government's commitment to a 5% maximum in terms of an increased tax and spending package would be um, detrimental in terms of inflation. Do you accept that and does Sinn Féin accept that, that government spending and taxation should be pegged within that 5% bracket? Uh, not entirely within the five percent bracket. We need to we need to look at particular aspects of our infrastructure and our uh, critical development, particularly around the whole green economy, that we look, need to look at outside of that. And in fairness, across the European Union, that has been looked at. at so present. you would breach the five percent. We need to, we need to consider breaching not the five percent for for current spending, but for specific uh, capital projects that require. that not just Ireland needs but that the environment needs that the world needs and we need to see those put in place as quickly as possible. Uh, But do you accept the CBI's analysis then that if you do breach that 5% you will further heat up the inflationary environment we find ourselves in? Uh, Not when you're talking about specific for instance if you were to build a metro in Dublin you know that's not going to drive up uh, the 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 issue of 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 inflationary uh, problems that people have across the whole country. It's going to be a project which is going to be very self-contained, and you have projects like that which which we have. Uh, but for for yearly budgeting, taxation, budgeting and expenditure, oh yeah, we, we packages. Have, there has there has to be lo- there has to be rules there that have to be adhe- adhered to. But when it comes to uh, major infrastructure projects, we need to deliver them, and we need to be brave enough to do that. In your most optimistic moods, how long do you think it'll be before we get Metrolink? I would love to see Metrolink in place in the next five years. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Martin Kenny, thank you very much. Says Martin Kenny, who's Sinn Féin TD for Sligo Leitrim and spokesperson on communications and transport. And before him, Connor Faulkner, transport consultant. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.